very powerful sermon by Bill Johnson that I listened to yesterday. But he said something that hit me really good, and it was, peace is not the absence of something. Peace is the presence of something. So for example, peace was not the absence of the fiery furnace. Peace was the presence of Jesus within the fiery furnace so they didn't get burnt. Peace is not the absence of a situation or a tribulation. Peace is the presence of the provision within the tribulation. In the book of Acts, it was prophesied that there was a famine coming. Peace wasn't the absence of the famine. That didn't bring peace. What brought peace was the provision during the famine and they were not in lack during the famine. God provided for them in the midst of that famine. So peace is not the absence of like a trouble in our life. Peace is God's provision within the trouble. He's the Prince of Peace. One of the names of God is peace. Just like God is love, God is peace. It's who he is. And I think we forget that sometimes because we're always talking about this end time stuff and all this tribulation coming. I get it every single day from someone. Every single day I get a video or a prophecy or something that something's coming and it's going to wake up the church. No. Tribulations. Judgment does not wake up the church. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. The goodness draws men to repentance. Not the judgment. Come on, people. Dude, we got to get this straight. We're always looking for this doom and gloom. And that's not what the Word says. The goodness draws men to repentance. The deal is, man, instead of focusing in on the God of peace, on the promises of peace that He gives us, we want to focus in on the trouble. We want to focus in on end times and supposedly all this bad stuff that's coming our way. Man, we need to be focusing in on His promises, as He says. Think on these things. We got to start guarding the peace that he's given us. We got to start laying hold of the promises of peace that he gives us. All that stuff, those things I get every day, these end times, doom and gloom stuff, it robs your peace, dude. There's no peace in that. There's absolutely no peace in that. So here's the deal. That peace is not the absence, peace is the presence. And yesterday, as I was studying on peace, peace in the Bible covers three things. It covers peace with God, your spirit. When you become born again, it's peace with God. That enmity is taken out, it says. So God brought his peace because he is peace. So it's in your spirit. It's in your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. It talks about the peace of God flooding you. And then it's peace in your body, and world so it's in your spirit it manifests in your soul and it produces a manifestation in your physical world you'll feel it on your body and it'll produce it in your life he says cast your cares upon him cast your cares upon him why because he cares for you I think we forget about that part we focus in on cast your cares Cast your cares. I'm casting my cares on God. Okay, then what? Okay, I cast my cares on him. I still got problems. No, 
He says, cast your cares upon me because he cares for you. Because he cares for them. Basically what he's saying is, cast your cares upon me and I'll take care of it. I'm not just going to say, cast your cares upon me and not take care of it. If, if I, I have a son and I have a daughter in the house right now, when they come to me and they cast their concerns and cares on me, I'm going to help them fix it. I'm not just going to say, good job, you cast your cares on me, see ya. No, because he cares for you. Because, he's, because he tends to you. Because he provides for you. So in us casting our care on him, it's us going to him and saying, here, this is what I'm dealing with. And he's like, awesome, let's, let's get this taken care of. I'm caring for you. It's not just leaving you alone. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. He cared for them. They weren't burnt. They weren't harmed in it. The famine in Acts. He cared for them. They weren't harmed in it. It wasn't just, oh God, there's a famine. I'm casting my cares upon you. Help me endure to the end for I shall be saved. No. It's like, God, we have this famine. What do we do? Here, let's take care of it. I'm going to provide grain for you. I'm going to provide milk for you. I'm going to provide everything you need. I'm going to provide money for you. See? No problem. I took care of you in this famine. Everybody else struggled, but you did it. And what's the Bible say? That the righteous flourish in a time of famine. We flourish in a time of famine. Why? Because He cares for us. And here's the deal. As I was getting ready to say, yesterday when I was studying on peace, Everything in me was hesitating. Everything in me was hesitating about the physical peace. The peace in your world and in your earth. The Bible says this. It says that in the world you will have tribulation. But I have brought you peace. And be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. What he's saying is this is what the world offers. It offers tribulation, testings. Hell, but I don't offer you that. I'm offering you peace. He's talking about manifestation in your physical world. I'll bring you peace in the, man, in the physical world. The manifestations of peace. It's not just inside you. It starts inside you, but, it's, but it, it manifests in the physical realm. He didn't put us on this earth to suffer. He didn't put you on this earth to get beat up. He puts you on this earth for dominion. The very first thing he did after he created man was he blessed them. The first intent for man is to be blessed. And we always talk about suffering. Yeah, bro, I'm just suffering for Christ. It's been so hard. It was just, just every day it's just harder. I'm like, you know that's not blessings of God, right? You know that's not what it is to be in Christ. He gives you peace. He gives you joy. Yes, it's on the inside, but it manifests in the physical. And if it's not manifesting in your physical life, something's up. There's a blockage there. Not that we don't have hard times, bro. I had a hard week. I had a hard week last week. But I'm telling you, I was not in the spot I should have been either. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is, my reasoning and my thinking wants to stop and say, no, I, I, I shouldn't have a peaceful life. There's persecution, there's turmoil, there's COVID-19. Why does my body do that? Why does my mind want to say, no, God doesn't want me blessed? Bro, 
What kind of kid does that to their father? If Adam did that to me, that would be troubling. If my kid was like, I know you're a good dad. I know you're a good dad. Serge, I know you're a good dad. But I also know, you know, you, you, you want me to suffer in this life and be persecuted and hurt and to, to be tested and this life's going to be so hard. Bro, I would be very troubled that Adam was talking like that. I would be very troubled if Lena talked like that. It would be like, what are you talking about? That is not what I want for your life. I don't want you to struggle through it and to hurt through it and to be poor and to beg for food and to beg to get off this earth. No, that is crazy talk. That is absolutely crazy talk. And that's the way we talk in the church. It's absolutely nuts. It's not a good representation of the Father. It's messed up. It's messed up. It angers me. And, and even though it angers me, I'm over there in these trees back here yesterday contemplating that scripture about the tribulations, but he gives the opposite and my flesh is fighting it. My mind is fighting that. Fighting accepting it. Trying to reason through it. No, he wants you to have a peaceful life, dude. Spirit, soul, body, and in the earth. And there are scriptures all over the word about it. All over it.